Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Well, I knew it was going to happen sooner or later. We at Worry Free Productions would be going about our daily and weekly task of laying out a segment of programs dealing with a particular topic. And someone would change the gig on us right in the middle of this topic. And so is the problem with something called the required minimum distribution or what is commonly referred to as RMD. And you'll see here in a minute why we always like to give the date of this pre-recorded radio broadcast, which today is December 23rd, 2019, right here in our Louisville studios. And it happened. Just the other day, uh, we were already working in our RMD shows, talking about the magical age of 70 and a half, when you have to take money out of your retirement accounts, 401k IRAs, and the Congressman in Washington, they've passed it off to the president, which I assume he's going to sign it into law, have now changed the gig on us, changed the rules of the game, and we had to backpedal a little bit and rework this show. And uh, But first of all, welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement. It is going to be a very good show, and regardless of whether you've reached that magical age of 70 and a half, or now 72, as we'll find out, uh, or you're younger than that, it doesn't matter. We are a retirement planning show, and this show is dedicated to helping savers worry less about money and going to be some very, very helpful information uh, as we explore exactly what is this SECURE Act. And uh, before we get into it, though, i got to introduce America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orander. How you doing, Aaron? Hey, good afternoon, sir. I'm good, and yourself? I am doing great. And with us in the studio, we have a couple of, uh, well, we got a guest, kind of, and then we've got, as always, our technical producer at the helm of their working feverishly, Megan Murphy. But we also have my favorite nephew in the whole wide world, who's with us, and actually he's going to be starting with us here in the 1st of January, Wes Walker. Got the namesake going there. Wes is over in the corner. He's told him, I said, Wes, just be on a fly on the wall. He's got this booming voice. We probably wouldn't even need to mic him The up. mics probably could pick him up if he started talking. <laughs> they probably could pick him up. <laughs> but we're excited to have Wes on board, and uh, Wes is a native of Lexington. He'll be working in all three offices, but one of the goals is to try to help uh, Lexingtonians over there, uh, those of you listening on WLAP. We do have offices in Lexington, and again, uh, with my oversight, uh, of course, I see everybody that we work with, but Wes will be there to assist in the Lexington office as well. So we're very excited to have Wes. Okay, let's get back to what's going on here. All right, let's set the stage. We're assuming anybody listening to this program has either an IRA, 401k, maybe a 403b thrift savings account, maybe a lump sum pension you're thinking about rolling over, and whether you want to admit it or not, or know it or not, probably know it or not for some of you, that tax-infested 401k with what I call a tax tumor. So today we're going to talk about the three parties involved in retirement, 
we're going to talk about why the government of all things would allow savers to put off taking their money. You would think they would want the money taken out because obviously they want to get their taxes, right? So why would they allow savers to put off taking money out from 70 and a half to 72? We're going to talk about this SECURE Act and find out why this thing is disastrous for your kids and grandchildren. It is not a good deal for them, folks. And then finally, we're going to talk about the idea of annuities that you're going to start seeing because of this SECURE Act, which we're all for it. We've always been proponents of annuities. But the rub that's now existing between Wall Street, who controls the narrative and controls most of these 401ks, and this introduction of annuities that's going to have to be placed within all of these 401k plans. So before we get into the show, again, let me set the stage where there are basically 10 options for dealing with your RMD. Today, we're not going to get into that. Today, we're going to just simply set the stage of what the problem is, what is the SECURE Act, and then as we build up some momentum here, the next two shows, we're going to help those who are in what I call halftime, those who have not reached now the age of 72, this magical RMD age. That'll be on next week's show with options on how you can attack that issue and uh, try to deal with your tax tumor now rather than later. And then the next week we'll be talking to those who are at or already past the age of 72 and they're trying to figure out how to handle and properly administer this RMD. So let me get my ducks in a row here. Let's get situated. When we come back, we're going to dive into exactly what is going on here with the SECURE Act and whether it's good or bad for you, the saver out there. You're listening to The Worry for Retirement. I'll be right back. Who can you trust? It's one of the most important decisions you'll have to make. Question is, are you ready? Well, we're here to help at Tony Walker Financial. You know, we care more about you than we do your money, and we have over 2,000 happy clients and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Rolling over a 401k, confused about Social Security, maybe you're afraid of running out of money. Learn how to use and enjoy and protect your hard-earned money. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. And now it's time for Tony in the Trenches. Our Tony in the Trenches comes from Sam in the Louisville area. And Sam says, Tony, I've got three different IRAs and I've just turned 70 and a half. Obviously, Sam is not aware of what we're talking about today because this was just uh, passed this bill. But can I take my minimum distribution from only one IRA? And if so, how is that calculated? So let's go through that real quick, Sam. So regardless of whether you're 70 and a half or 72, the government really doesn't care how many IRAs you have. You could have five or six IRAs, uh, maybe from previous employers and things like that that you rolled over over the years. All they care about is they want their tax revenue for that year. So let's say Sam had three different IRAs totaling $300,000, all right? that $300,000 based on his age, and it's based on your life expectancy, that's how they come up with these amounts of minimum distribution. We're gonna talk about life expectancy in a minute. So this life expectancy, along with the amount of money on December 31st of the prior year that you turned 70 and a half, or again, as we're discussing now, 72, would have to be calculated. So let's say it's $12,000 right at. So Sam is going to have to report $12,000 of income. He's going to have to take that money out and he can spend it or whatever he wants to do. He, he has to take it out and has to pay the taxes. 
but he could elect to take it out of one account or two accounts or all three. Now, why would he might want to do that? Because let's say he's with us and we have him in our split IRA concept. Maybe we have a couple of annuities and we have the Charles Schwab platform and Sam has been very aggressive with that portfolio and just about the time he's got to take his RMD, that portfolio drops. Let's say the market tanks. Well, we don't want to take an RMD out of an account that just went down, so we would then turn to the annuities and take distributions for that RMD. So the point is, no, you don't have to take the RMD from all IRA accounts. Sometimes you might want to do that, but in our offices at Tony Walker Financial, we manage that whole process. We do that for free. And what we're trying to do is make sure as best we can that we take the money for the RMD out of the right account. And remember, if you goof this up, if you don't take the appropriate amount out, the government will penalize you an extra 50% that year for goofing that one up. So my suggestion, if you have uh, money uh, in uh, 401ks, IRAs, lump sum pensions, uh, no matter your age, quite frankly, get with us at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Let us sit down and share a game plan on how to maximize the money that's due you and try to deal with this tax tumor now rather than later. Uh, you know, I mentioned life expectancy earlier, Aaron. If you had to take a guess, uh, now this is, let me see, I'm glancing. This is called a mortality table. I'm looking at this. Everybody supposedly is living longer, right? Right. Now, okay. This is interesting. Now, we tend to focus on people 55 and older. So what I did, I had somebody run me these mortality tables. This is from the National Vital Statistics System, and so this is a legitimate source. And let's just take the age range of 55 to 64 because they break this down. How many people in this country would you think would have died in that age range? Every year? Yeah. 50,000. That's probably not a bad guess. I probably would have said maybe 100. 366,000 people in that age range. Now, what's interesting, if you go to 2017, that was 2016, actually it went up by 6,000 people. Now, we might say, well, maybe there's just more people in this country or whatever. I'm not sure, but the bottom line is more people died than less people died. So that's from 2016 to 2017 for the same age range. Are you following that? Okay. Then you go to the next age range, which we deal with a lot, 65 to 74. 512,000 people died in 2016 in that age range. 531,000 people died in 2017. So folks, these, these mortality tables drive everything. They drive the calculations for Social Securities. They drive the estimations for pensions. And of course, they drive everything around minimum distributions. The government are they're using these tables to try to figure out when they think we're all going to die. Now, why do they do that? And why are these tables important? Because that's used in the calculation of your minimum distribution. So what happens is people might say, well, I don't even need the money or whatever, $12,000, that's not going to affect me tax-wise. Well, what happens is the government knows you're getting closer to dying. They want that required minimum distribution paid out so they can get their taxes. That makes sense, doesn't it, Aaron? Yeah. So as you get older, what people don't realize, even though you're pulling money out of these accounts, they're going to take more and more. Now, bear with me, folks. This is important. You may be saying, Tony, this is the most boring stuff I've ever heard. Folks, this is all of your life savings we're talking about. And you have to understand the rules to the game. So again, as you get older, they know you're getting closer to dying. The government wants their taxes on that money you've been deferring all these years in that 401k. And they're going to get it. They're going to raise the amount of money needed. So that gets pulled out. 
And here's my concern. In 2026, the current low tax rates, and they're very low for most Americans right now, expire. And you see, we see a pattern here, Aaron. So now we're going back again. Why would the government increase the minimum distribution age from 70 and a half to 72? Why would they do that? And more and more people, right? We've got all these baby boomers coming on. In the long run, they'll get more money. Yeah, because they put off, the money continues to grow. We've right. been in an up stock market, right? And also, I don't think the government really wants people taking that because the tax rates are low, right? right. <clears throat> so if, if you can convince people not to take the money out and it keeps growing, the stock market does well, and you push that date off, then they start taking it out, especially after 2026. There we go. They got more tax revenue. Wes, are you following this? Do you need another cup of coffee? Okay. No, <laughs> that boy, you, you're drinking coffee. You like that coffee, don't you? Drink it black? Black, yeah. <laughs> I have to cut back on coffee because I like the cream and sugar, and that's not good for you. But So now, so we move forward on that. So that not necessarily is a good thing, folks. So with Tony Walker Financial, what we do is we try to determine if it's best to defer this money or not. Sometimes it's not. Uh, I was, man, I know Wes said an appointment today. Everything is taken at face value when you meet with, you know, uh, prospects and clients. This particular client, you know, she was worried that at, his, at her husband's death, he's probably not going to be able to get life insurance, but she said when, that, when he dies, Aaron, she's going to lose his pension and part of his Social Security. And I said, well, hey, you got a couple of homes. Couldn't you sell one of your homes? Guess what she said to that? You think she liked that response? No, she didn't want to sell her she homes. Said, That's what she said. She said, what? And he said, what? You'd want to keep both homes? And I said... And we got to do what she's got to do, but unfortunately, she doesn't have enough life insurance. So we have to try to keep that money working to pay her plenty of money to stay in those homes. So it's all dependent on what the people want. And in her case, we are going to defer that. We don't want to take any money out because if he were to die, we're going to need as much money as we can get. Also, when he dies, quite frankly, if in fact they're going to lose their pension, that's going to lower their taxes because he's going to have less income. So Here's the thing, folks, it's all on a case-by-case -case basis. When you are meeting with a retirement specialist, they have to determine how much money you're going to be drawing versus the taxes. Now, let's slip over to the rest of this bill, which really concerns me. So they're putting off the age at which you have to draw, which on the surface sounds good, which may not be good. And then they slip in what's called the elimination of the stretch IRA. So let me see if I can paint a picture for you, Aaron. Let's say me and my wife, which we do, we have IRAs and we pass away. Let's say we're killed in a common accident. The beneficiary of my IRA is Lacey, um, Philip, and Anthony, my three children, right? Okay. Now, they don't have to take that and liquidate it. If they liquidated that IRA, they'd have to pay taxes immediately, right? Yep. So under the old law, um, again, we're assuming this is signed into law by the time the show airs, in the old law, they could do what's called a stretch. They could just take a little bit out every year and pay a little bit of taxes, and possibly the thing could keep growing. But at least it gave them the option not to have to pay the taxes. Does that make sense, Aaron? Yeah. You're, you're my guinea now, mate. Tell, say yes. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. good, good. So what the government's done, and this is why I think that the, the government's a little smarter than we give them credit for. They're thinking, oh, wait a minute. We've got $22 trillion in debt and growing. we got another deficit this year. Why don't we get some of that tax revenue back? Because based on these tables, see all these people are dying, right, Aaron? Yep. See, the ten, they've moved it to 10 years now. So now, if me and Susan were to die, Lacey, Anthony, and Philip can only defer it 10 years. They will have to take it out within 10 years. Have to. Okay. And the question is, okay, so what are the tax rates going to be then? Do you know? No. 
Do you know, Wes? You don't know. How about you, Megan? Wake up over there. Do you know? Nobody knows. Nobody (laughs) knows. But we do assume, we have to assume, doesn't mean it's going to happen, but as a planner, this is what I try to do when I'm doing tax planning. We have to assume that if they're at all-time lows right now, and we have deficits and growing debt, by 2026, there's a good possibility they may raise taxes. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And even if they don't raise taxes, if little Johnny and little Susie have to pull out, let's say it's a half million dollar IRA, that's going to go on their tax return, which could throw them in a higher bracket. So folks, again, why are we talking about this so much? You might be sitting there saying, Tony, I'm only 50 years of age. Who cares about 72? Well, you better care because now is the time to plan. Excuse me, I'd be sitting there saying, well, Tony, I'm already 72. I guess my options are gone. No, it is never too late to plan, and we do have some very good options for you. So again, I'm going to finish up the show when I come back. We're going to go through this whole idea of what's called pre-tax or after-tax. Now, normally I would have to put this on the whiteboard, but I'm I'm going to see if I can plan this out and try to explain the whole issue of this 401k. So whether you're maxing out the 401k, getting near retirement, we have to understand, have we really saved any taxes by putting our life savings in the 401k? Or have we simply created a basket full of money for Wall Street and the government? I'm Tony Walker. If you're listening to The Worry for Retirement, I'll be right back. Win or lose, games are a blast, but playing around with your retirement is serious business. So don't leave your retirement to chance. Get a retirement game plan from well-known retirement specialist, Tony Walker. Learn how to be worry-free in retirement with a safe and simple game plan that includes mailbox money for life. To meet in person with Tony, log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you work for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no-obligation appointment. Let us help you today. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. By the way, we have got a, ro- a lot of great stuff on the website. Uh, Aaron, are the white papers we do under the blog section? No, they're going to be in the download section. Download. All right, let, let's share, because we have got a white paper at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. What you need to do in the search bar at the homepage, you want to type in download. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, Aaron. And then when you click download, you want to check out, it's called the Secure Act White Paper. Secure Act White Paper. And this white paper basically is going to give you a quick need to know all the bullet points of how this new law affects your 401k. So again, take advantage of this. Make sure you don't accidentally get hit with a 50% tax penalty. Make sure you've got a plan of action on how to deal with the tax tumor. And this will summarize our, our radio show very well. You can TonyWalkerFinancial.com in the search bar, type in downloads, and then you're going to check out the Secure Act White paper. This could save you a lot of money and headaches. So download that today. Oh, before I get into this pre-tax, after-tax thing, real quick, I almost forgot. Also buried within 
Uh, I, I wanted to cover annuities, but that goes without saying. They're going to do that. Here's an interesting thought. Also buried within this, again, this sounds like a good idea, Aaron, on the surface. We're assuming that the 401k is a great idea. Max out your 401k, that's what we've always been told. They're also putting into this law where the options to invest in the 401k are being expanded even to part-time workers. Hmm, okay. So on the surface, again, yeah, who doesn't want to get a bunch of people in and save money for retirement? But what's interesting about this is that is continuing to provide fuel. So let's think about this. What has happened to Social Security? Well, when Social Security was enacted into law in 1935, there was about 40 workers for each recipient or beneficiary. So we had all these people funding Social Security. What was it last week we talked about the lady that had only worked what, a couple of months and got her Social Security and lived 100 and remember yeah, got, all that money? Yeah, I got, what, 22000 or something yeah, like she that? she put in 800 bucks. Yeah. Okay. But they didn't worry about that back then because they had so many workers and very few recipients. I'm kind of wondering if this is happening now. So fast forward to today, there's about only two workers for one recipient of Social Security, so there's not enough funding coming in from workers. All these baby boomers with trillions and trillions of dollars in 401ks are now going to have to start taking money out. It takes money from Wall Street. That's money they can't draw on fees. So they need money to replenish it. Where do they get that? They go to the young people and say, hey, young people, whether you're part-time or whatever. Again, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just saying, why would they put this in there I think it's so they can keep fuel going in, just like Social Security needs money. Guy told me once, you know, the financial world, the government, we all kind of like Dracula. We all need blood. Without it, we die. Well, that's they've got to have a steady stream of cash flow. So, again, folks, here's what I would say on this whole thing. If you're retired or nearing retirement, come see us. Let's talk about your 401k and options. Even if you're over 59 and a half, did you realize most of you, even though you're still working, could move and roll that 401k over to someone like us who has a process to, again, set in motion a way to deal with these darn taxes and also to help you determine whether you want to keep deferring the age at which you draw it out or take it early, which is, in many cases, my suggestion. Uh, so again, summarizing before we go to this last uh, key issue, next week, if you're under 70, the options available to you to deal with the new laws over 70 will be the following week. All right, I saw, this, I saw this gentleman share this years ago. It was really, really interesting, Aaron. And again, if you ever want to watch the TV show, folks, we have, we're on in, a, I think it's eight stations right now throughout Kentucky. I'll be putting this same thing on the whiteboard here on the TV station uh, show. But basically, we're imagining you make $100,000. All right, so you make $100,000, and you're going to save in your 401k $10,000 on a pre-tax basis. So what that means is the full $10,000 gets to go into the 401k. It's deductible, so you only pay taxes on 90,000. Does this make sense, Aaron? Okay. Put in 100, because it's pre-tax, you put in 10, that means you paid taxes on 90. And just for the fun of it, let's say you're in a 20% bracket. So at the end of the year, yeah, the 401k saved you a little money, it saved you $2,000, because 10,000 was pre-tax, so you take 10,000 times 20%, that's 2,000, but, when, but you you got to remember something. You still had to pay $18,000 in taxes because you made $90,000. Now, we're going to hypothetically say that one day you keep saving this money and you're retired and you have $100,000 in the account and you're retired and you need money. So here's the question. If we are still, I mean, we're fast forwarding it. If the tax rates are still at 20%, Aaron, and you then start taking money out of this, remember the taxes are due when you take money out, 
You put it in, the tax rates were 20%. You got a 20% deduction. You wait long-term and take it out after tax. The tax rates, when you take it out of 20%, did you save any taxes? No. 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 Did you catch that, Wes? So the question is what people were taught and what they were told and kind of, if you read William Woman's book, The Great 401k Hoax, he gets into this. It's a masterful piece. What they were told is you need to max out the 401k because, quote, you'll be in a lower tax bracket. The reason they said that, because they knew the math. They knew that if you weren't in a lower tax bracket one day, in fact, if you were in a higher tax bracket one day, actually the 401k could cost you more money. Is this making sense, Wes? It is, you sure? Okay, because again, we got people riding down the road, they're going through the drive-through at Hardee's, and hamburgers are flying everywhere. They're not really paying attention like you are. So folks, I hope you're listening to this. This is really key. If you grasp this concept, you'll be armed with information that can help you decide how much you want to put in your 401k. This is why, not always, but a lot of times I tell people, only invest in your 401k on the pre-tax side up to the match. I mean, why would you want to put more than the match in and lock up all that money and potentially be susceptible to a higher tax rate one day? Think about it. I just do on that a minute. Well, it's because you've never thought about it because you were always told and it, and it was assumed, unfortunately, that you would be in a lower tax bracket. So that's why we went through this little gyration. We went through this example of taxes being the same today as they are in the future. And then the question is, if you don't believe that, if you're like me and think down the road taxes will probably be higher, then we got a problem. That means that you're actually going to possibly cost yourself more in taxes as a result of all of this money in the 401k plan. So what would be the solution to this? Well, first of all, you have to be what we call tax diversified. Most people don't talk about this. Most people talk about being diversified with your investments, which is true. We need to be diversified with investments. But in my own planning, what I've tried to do is have some money, what we call pre-tax. I've got money that is after tax. I've got money that is tax-free. And then I've got just plain old taxable money. All right, so before we close out, uh, Aaron just told me we've got a little extra time. This is good. So what I want to do, I'm going to basically just go an overview of the 10 different options, all right, that you have available, regardless of your age. Now, what we'll find out over the next couple of weeks, some of you, depending on your age and stage in life, these will be more pertinent to you than others. But let's start with the first one. There's 10 options, again, for dealing with your 401k. First of all, you could convert it. Now what that means is, and we do these a lot, they're called Roth conversions, which is really not a good name because that sounds like we're taking an existing Roth and converting that to something it's not. It's really the opposite. We're taking a pre-tax IRA or 401k and converting it to something it's not, which we're doing is we're in a tax-free position. We'll get into that more in the future. You could also gift it. So in other words, you could take money out of your IRA or 401k now and literally give it away tax-free after you pay the taxes. You could insure it. I met with a person today and we're trying to encourage them to do this. Why in the world would you not have some sort of permanent life insurance? Because when you die, not if you die, when you die, that money is going to go somebody else. You could annuitize it. We've already talked about annuities. We could do that. You could spend it. That's probably my favorite. Um, I had a gentleman in today that's just recently lost a spouse at a young age, you know, and obviously there's probably things he would have liked to have spent that money on while she was alive versus now. So we're not going to live forever. You could always spend it. 
You could split it, in other words, split it up into an IRA. You can't do that in a 401k. We can show you how our worry-free split IRA concept is the bomb. You could defer it, that's true. You could just keep letting it grow until 72. That's sometimes an option. You could stretch it. You could take out the RMDs again and just let it keep, just send the RMDs and try to leave as much as you could at your death. You could do that. You could diversify. Again, you could take that RMD and do all kinds of different things with either the income or, of course, within the, R, the 401k itself. And this is our favorite, obviously. This is how we make money. It's handling people's rollover 401ks to get it into an independent fiduciary such as ourselves and let us put a game plan around that. So what I would suggest you do, if you're sitting there right now and you're going, Tony, uh, I haven't really thought about this. I've got my life savings in a 401k and I've got $8,000 in the bank. That's all I've got. I have, no, I have no tax diversification. I have no plan in dealing with this tax tumor. Um, I've never thought about the idea of taxes being higher one day. I always just assume they'd be lower. Then what you need to do right now, stop what you're doing, log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's just set up a no obligation appointment to talk to me in person. It's easy to do. Again, TonyWalkerFinancial.com all you're going to do is click on that Let's Get Started button, and then we'll take it from there. Now, when you click on that button, all that information is confidentially sent to our offices in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and uh, we can arrange a phone call, or if it warrants, I'll be happy to meet with you in person at our Louisville, Lexington, or Bowling Green, Kentucky office. So do it today. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, and let's get started. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.